Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hi, Kelly Pearson, back with you today. And I keep having these fabulous things happen in my life that make me think, that make me recognize even more facets around proper aging. And um, recently, one of my book club participants recommended a book called The Inner Work of Age by Connie Zweig. That's Z-W-E-I-G. She's a PhD and was a counselor for years. Really, it's a fabulous read and very inspirational and just happened one day after I actually needed it <laughs> as the world works this way. But, and I'll get to that in a moment. But what I wanted to talk about today was just this whole challenge we have of aging well and 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 it really requires something called leaning in leaning in both physically and leaning in emotionally years ago Sheryl Sandberg who was the CEO COO of Facebook now now Meta wrote a book called lean in it was really a different category altogether but it was a good word picture about how we should live our lives and First and foremost, you, you know that I'm committed to our physical aging, that we have the capacity to move our body and all the cardinal ranges of motion, that we have that capacity to get on the floor and pop up and reach up and, and grab a child or pick up a heavy la-di-da so that you can function in life safely and effectively and be there for others. Not just that, but we want to live all the way up until the moment that we die. That would be that would be really awesome. But when I'm talking about leaning in with your with with your body, I'm going to take the first bit of this podcast to discuss that. I mean to say, lean in and find your restrictions. And so when I when I teach people the two bounce protocol, taking your body through those twelve ranges of motion that really emulate much of what we do all day long and every day, or should emulate what we're all doing all day long every day you might find that oh gosh my my right hip is getting a little stiff that's odd oh maybe that's from the fall I had three months ago and it's just hanging on well then you can go a little bit farther can't you I mean you can lean into that stretch you can find yourself um breathing into that resistance and of course while my book talks about the basics of aging, I, I certainly do more than my book requires because I feel happy about being able to. And the book is designed to get you to the place where you maybe want to do more, but I'm a big fan of 
yoga in terms of its ability to stay with the stretch, hang with the stretch, breathe with the stretch. And it's not just a matter of doing the stretch, but it's a matter of while you're leaning into your resistance that you, you call your the rest of your body into play. So let's say I'm just trying to sit down and my, let, let's say I'm working on my right hip. And so I bend my right knee and my bottom of my foot is on the inside of my left thigh. Let's say I'm then trying to lean forward and I'm feeling this pull into my hip. What really works best is if you get the whole body engaged that you, that while you're already on the ground and grounded, what you can do is straighten that other leg out. What you can do is pull that foot back. What you can do is sit a bit straighter, moving that chest forward. What you can do is take a deep breath in. And it's as if you're engaging the totality of your body to say, okay, thank you for being there. Now I'm going to go into a place where it needs a little bit of help, a little bit of opening versus just trying to stretch an area without the rest of the team ready for the change. And that sounds kind of funny, but when you are stretching and you find yourself committed to maybe grounding, connecting with the earth, um, having a better posture, taking a breath, making your legs or your arms as long as they can be, you set yourself up for success. And then you can lean into that stretch. It's really, really important. And this weekend I was playing with my right hip because I had fallen a couple, three weeks, well, three months ago. I don't do time very well. And I found, oh my gosh, I just was able to get that foot up farther and my body bent forward just with that intention, just one day. And, you know, being 64, you think things should take a little bit longer, but if you're doing it with, with, um, grace and you're doing it with commitment to affect a change and you're doing it with the belief that you can do it that you have this sensation that the body is this living organism that can change according to your desires then it's a win-win situation um, and, and often people age according to how they think age is possible so if you really have a crummy attitude about oh gosh, everybody just falls apart. All I have is my grandmother, my grandfather, and my mother and my father to look at. And they did not do well. Two out of the four ended up in wheelchairs. You know, that's not good. But if you have a great uncle who was kicking it, that should be your role model. You, you know, you should pick up books about people who are still living their lives fully at age 90. And I'm not saying they look great. They're going to have wrinkles for sure. They may have a little this or that, but they're still functional. And that's okay. And when I say not look great in terms of looking like 20 year old skin, but no doubt they're vibrant and they're beautiful and they're exciting to be around because they represent what's possible. And, you know, people who are grossly disabled from an accident, they still can emulate that beauty from within, that kindness, that peace, that grace. So you don't have to have a body that's working well to age well it's some somewhat of an attitude um, in, in addition to the capacity of your body. So just because you might have something permanently wrong with your body, work with what you got. And that may be in the case of somebody with ALS, it may be just their mind. Someday I'll tell you about a story where I was on a, 
actually, I was one of the co-researchers for an ALS study. It's really fascinating, but more on that later. Okay, so lean in to your restriction, breathe, engage, get your whole body working. Now, I'm also going to talk to you about leaning into emotional pain, because the, our lives are connected, body, soul, and spirit. And if you're in an environment where you're constantly barraged or insulted by people around you who have different vantage points, who are shoving their thinking process down your throat without even thinking for a moment, you might be looking at the world differently. That's not going to bode well either. It doesn't mean you have to argue, yell, and scream. But how does one lean in when you have emotional upset? Um, one of the best things about the book I read the day after my challenging conversation this weekend was, I don't want to live life without authenticity. And I think a good life is, is a life where you get to be truthful, you get to be vulnerable, you get to be authentic, you get to be honest, but still holding that space of kindness and love. Because I'd rather have a long, uh, a shorter life that's lived authentically than a long life that's lived holding in my truth, or moreover, not being able to participate in the conversation. So for instance, we had some friends over this weekend, long, long friends, and we've changed our ideologies about certain things. And one of my friends um, is much, you know, like I've been in my life, very opinionated and very loud. And um, our, our backdrop is that we're people that want to fix things. We want to educate people. We want to correct stupid errors. We want to um, force people on a path that we have chosen that we think is good. I mean, listen, that's most of us, right? But in this one particular case, there's um, myself and this other gal who we come from that backdrop. We all have our shadow side, if you will, where I want to fix, protect, promote, um, force. You know, <laughs> I'm really good at all those things. And as I'm getting older, I'm letting go and letting go and letting go. But when a person comes into a room and states all you know, uh, oh, my, my mother uh, was watching this stupid um, news newscast. She doesn't, she used to listen to Fox News and now she listens to um, a different, even more alternative, alternative news source. And she was really offended by that and just said, you know, that stuff is ridiculous and it's crap. Well, I have watched that news source and found some of the information to be really interesting and very unbiased and, and very um, thought provoking. And I got triggered by what she said, but I also just swallowed what should have come out next. And it got pent up later in the evening when she kept making bold statements that contradicted my ideology. And I kept just taking it, you know, like a hit, taking it, taking it. <laughs> taking it. I'm like, wait a second, I'm the one making dinner for these people. Don't I count too? And, you know, she wasn't doing it on purpose. She actually believed that I thought the same way she did. And when I, I thought about it afterwards, about leaning into it, you don't have to lean into people saying things you disagree with boldly or harshly or meanly, but I could have leaned in with some a gentle question, like, gosh, um, I've, I've seen that news 
that news source too, and I, I found it really interesting. What have you have you have you watched? Have you watched it? Um, and before I were to even ask that question, I would take a breath. I would prepare my body. I would get my heart open. I would desire a good outcome of a conversation of openness and flexibility. And I would take my time to ask the question. And I did not do any of those things. I kept taking it and taking it and taking it. And then finally, I just said, you know, th there's a lot of information out there that you don't understand. And I, I didn't say it in a, in a way that afforded me grace, or I didn't say it in the way that allowed her to receive me, you know, because it didn't take much for her to get triggered. And in retrospect, the next day I was reading the book that I was telling you guys about earlier, The Inner Work of Age, and I realized I should have leaned in, not punched in, leaned in through inquisition, through gentleness, through speaking up, my gosh, speaking up to say, oh, that's interesting. I, I have a completely different take on that. Oh, my, my experience has been different. Oh, I've read some things that make me feel differently. That's interesting. Maybe we could talk about that. Um, tell me more. And then would you allow me to tell you more? But I didn't lean in. I kind of ended up falling in. And the speed with which I responded, the tone with which I responded, it just demonstrated my shadow side, my need to fix people, to put them on the right path, to make them aware, my gosh, how, how could these people be so dumb? And um, that's just, sadly, the place that I come from, if I don't take the time to settle, if I don't take the time to ground, if I don't take the time to breathe, if I don't take the time to intend a good outcome. So leaning in, to our physical restrictions, leaning in to our emotional upsets are all great ways to mitigate stress, to mitigate emotional trauma, to mitigate physical trauma. And I think it's just so important that we recognize that denying our own physical limitations and denying our own ability to hold an opinion or share an opinion puts us in a place of feeling a little bit sad and bad. And anytime you develop physical limitations or feeling sad or bad, are you moving towards vitality in youth or are you ex expediting your process around aging? That's my question. And I think you all know the answer. So take a peek at, at how well you're leaning in. Love it when you find a limitation or an upset because that's the door to yet another piece of truth. All right, y'all. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. And as always, it's absolutely my pleasure to get to talk to you. And I, I find it to be um, healing for myself as well. Take care. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. 
Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.